0: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Drinks with Allie podcast, where we're talking everything from red, red wine to pina coladas. My name is Allie, and I'm your host. Today is Wednesday, February 24th, and this is a Wine Wednesday show. Before we jump into episode 29, let me just say how sorry I am for missing Monday's episode. I got the chance to visit my fav- one of my favorite distilleries up in Halifax, so Compass Distillers, We tasted an unreleased product, did a barrel sample, and made a black box cocktail. I took a whole ton of photos and videos, and they'll be coming up on my social feeds in the next week or so. So I uh, missed the chance to record that morning because I had to be up and going for farm chores before I got there, and uh, just didn't get it done. So I am super duper sorry, guys, all about that. But back to today's show. So like I said, today is episode 29. Since Saturday is drink that bottle day, let's chat a little bit about storage, collecting, and I'll let you know what bottle I'll be opening up on Saturday night. So let's jump on in. Most wines bought on on a day-to-day basis in North America are drunk within 48 hours. Previous stats were that 80% 80% of wine was consumed within that 48-hour period. But let's be real, with everything that's happened in the last year, that number has probably crept up to the 90-95% to 95% range. So for most people, storage and storing line isn't something they really have to worry about. Plus, who can really afford to buy extra bottles to lay down in hopes of keeping a bottle to uh, see how it matures? Not a lot of people. But if you get so lucky as to be able to lay something down, how you store your bottles is super duper important. So, here are some tips for storing your wines. The number one thing to remember is proper temperature. If a wine gets too hot or too cold, it can create off flavors, it can break down the aromas, it can create volatile acidity, um, which is... uh, Kind of like cork taint, but not really. Just makes it really volatile and kind of um, vinegary-like. Bad. We just don't want to do that. Too hot, too cold. Bad idea. Ideally, we want to store our wines around 13 degrees Celsius or 55 degrees Fahrenheit. But we definitely never want to store our wine storage to drop below negative 4 degrees or 25 degrees Fahrenheit or above 20 degrees Celsius, 68 Fahrenheit. So there's a bit of play there, though not too much. Um, I keep my wines stored under our staircase. Um, it's insulated but not in the floor, um, so it's cool down to the basement. Um, kind of keeps it in that temperature range about 99% of the time. Big thing to remember here, guys, though, is keep your bottles out of the kitchen. Heating, because obviously cooking creates heat, it's going to warm your um, bottles up past that 20 degrees, and it also creates huge temperature fluctuations. So in the vein of temperature, we definitely want to keep our wine stored at kind of a constant temperature. We don't want to have huge influxes and decreases of that temperature. Definitely want to keep it kind of constant. The second thing we always want to make sure of is that we're storing our bottles on their sides. So we want to lay them horizontally, not vertically, we don't want them upright. Um, This is especially true if they have a cork closure. This keeps the cork nice and, uh, trigger warning here guys, moist. (laughs) Since cork cork is a natural product and it's a porous material, keeping it from drying out is absolutely paramount if you're storing, and especially if you're storing for long-term storage. Now, if you're like me, and you have a combo of cork and Stelvin, or screw caps, closures, uh, it's just plain easier to lay everything on its side so that nothing moves around, nothing rattles, nothing rolls. Um, Stelvin is the name of the screw cap, um, the original company that created them. And you can store them kind of... You should, ideally also rotate them every six months so when you're supposed to change the batteries in your smoke detector is a good time to do it because then you're going to think about it and you kind of roll them over um, and that keeps moisture against all sides of the cork at all times of the year but that's uh it's not super duper important if you don't do that it's definitely important to make sure that you keep them on your side though that's why you'll see in big Um, wine cellars at restaurants, everything is kind of laid down on its side. There might be one row that's facing upwards so that you know what's in that bin, but for the most part they lay on their sides. The third consideration is protecting your wine from both light and vibration. Um, So light, like UV rays from the direct sun, can damage the wine's flavors and aromas. So just like temperature, you can get Off aromas, you can get volatile acidity, all kinds of weird things going on in the bottle when it's in direct sun. So pick somewhere that's dark to store your wines. Don't leave it in a window. Again, that kitchen is probably not ideal for your wine storage. Now, if you're buying a bottle and you're going to drink it within that 48-hour period, you can probably get away with that. But it's really more ideal to keep it somewhere cool and dark. Vibrations. This one's kind of weird and a little bit hinky. Basically, anything like a washer or dryer, your exercise area, if you're doing a lot of, I don't know, jumping jacks or lifting a lot of like heavy weights, or even stereo systems that get cranked up really high and then cranked back down, can all vibrate the wine. This causes the sediment in the wine to move around a little bit more and it can disrupt how the wine ages. I know, I know, I know. Super hinky, but in a way it makes sense. Basically, we just wanna make sure that the wines live in a super stable area where no light can get to it and the temperature is consistent. Those are like the biggest things for wine. They're picky and they like that kind of nice ideal constant. That's why most cellars are in the basement. Um, in most houses and at most wineries because it's a consistent area and they don't have to worry about these things. Alrighty, along the lines of temperature is humidity. Again, it comes down to the cork's moisture level. If the humidity is too low, the cork can and will dry out, but on the opposite hand, if the humidity is too high, the cork can mold, which if left long enough could make its way into the wine causing it to go off. So humidity level, we want it around 60 to 70 percent, it's kind of ideal for wine. Um, Again, it's a little bit of a hinky thing, but you can see where it makes sense. So we definitely want to keep it a constant temperature, keep it in a nice humid space, slightly humid space. We want to make sure it's away from the sunlight and we want to make sure that it's laying on its side. So now lots of people will recommend getting a wine fridge to stir your wine in, which is totally fine if you feel the need to. Honestly, though, guys, I only just got my first wine fridge in 2020. Um, So 14 years after entering the wine industry, I got a wine fridge. You definitely don't need to have one they are super awesome and super cool and they're great for storing your wine but definitely not necessary and again temperature wise you gotta have to pick if you want to keep your whites cold or your reds cold so um mine is stacked with white rosé sparkling and some beer um so it definitely doesn't hold my reds um the reds are all on the shelf Uh um Keeping wine in the same fridge as your food can, maybe, create off flavors in the wine. Okay, so personally, I would think this is super-duper rare. Literally, I've never had it happen. And until this year, I didn't have anywhere to store my whites besides in that fridge if I wanted to use them. And even now, because my wine fridge doesn't have vertical storage space, it only has horizontal storage space, if I open a bottle of wine, white wine, and I don't finish it all, it has to go in our fridge, fridge, like our food fridge. And probably, if this was gonna happen, like you're gonna get off flavors, I would think a few things would have to happen. You would have to have your cork out. Your cork might have to dry out. You would probably have to leave it in there for quite a long time. Um, and you'd probably have to put something quite pungent or stinky right next to it. So, if you're storing your garlic right next to your wine with its cork out, I could see how garlic smells and flavor might make it way it's way into your bottle. Having said that, like I said, never seen it happen. I store a lot of wine in my regular fridge once it's open. Never seen it happen before. Okay. So let's say you've created a space for storage and you have some extra cash lying around and now you want to start a little collection of wine. Where do you start? Well, for me, I pick things I already like. So, for example, I love cabs, especially cab salves from Napa Valley and Ontario. So when I find one that's extra cool, is super delicious, or from a great producer, and I actually managed to get my hands on a bottle, I try to pick up a second or third bottle to lay down. Um, so, lay down is kind of what we call storing an aging wine. It's an easy way um, to kind of pick bottles to store, since I likely will enjoy the aged version of a wine that I already enjoy. Not necessarily, but it's kind of a tried and true way to do it. The other thing that a lot of people find really handy is, um, once they've kind of started a little collection, is to hang a little tag on the neck of the bottle with all the relevant info on the tag. I personally really need to go through my cellar and start doing this. So on the tag you would put things like the producer, the region, the vintage, and the year range in which it would best be enjoyed. So you can find all of that info if you do a quick Google search or Vivino search. It'll tell you, if you put in a producer and a vintage, it'll say, enjoy now through 2025 or best enjoy 25 to 2030. It'll kind of give you an age range that um, it would be really great to enjoy that wine in. And then you can just kind of write that on the tag and you know and If I was organizing that way, I would be like, okay, these wines should be drunk first, and then these ones, and then these ones. Just kind of setting up the cellar so that it makes a little bit more sense for us. And honestly, guys, most of the wines that you can buy in stores aren't really meant for aging. Like I said, this goes back to that 48-hour period. Wineries and wine distributors know that. They know that most people are picking up a bottle to drink it within 48 hours, they're not hanging on to it for 10, 20 years. So if you're really looking for bottles to age, head to the winery itself and talk to somebody and say, I'd like to put down a few bottles of your wine. Or at least check out their website and order from there if you can't get to the winery itself. And same thing, if you find a bottle and you like, oh, I really want to try that, sounds like something I could age, send them an email. Most winery people are going to be pretty open to talking about wines and wines that can age. They might refer you on to a couple of different people in order to figure it out, but they're going to be super into helping you out. Alrighty, so what am I opening on Saturday for Open That Bottle Day? Which really is just a celebration of opening up a bottle that you've been holding on to for a little too long. From the depths of my admittedly shallow depths i.e. I don't keep a super deep amount of aged bottles around anymore. Like I said, um, I don't um, keep bottles. I'm a big proponent of wines don't reach their true potential until they're being shared with other people. Same as, um, Jill Zamorski from Reading and Drinking. So we don't keep a lot of stuff hanging around. Some stuff, but not a whole lot. Um, So, we will be enjoying a bottle of 2012 Cabernet Sauvignon from Peller Estates. This is part of their signature series, which is their top tier, um, so their um, best level of wine. Um, Peller Estates is in Niagara on the Lake, and this particular wine is from the VQA or Vitner's Quality Alliance region of Four Mile Creek. Peller Estates is part of my origin stories, they were one of the first wineries I worked for, and I worked for them for quite a long time, and I really have an affinity for their signature series, Cabernet Sauvignon. I've probably been holding onto this bottle since 2014-2015, and I really can't wait to try it. It really could probably go a little bit longer, um, so I might decide at the last minute to switch it out for the 2012 Merlot. Um, from the same series and the same producer. Um, Merlot doesn't tend to stand up quite as well, so I might swap that out and hold on to the cab for a little bit longer. haven't quite decided yet. Um, so like I said, guys, pick a bottle, whether it's a new to you producer, something from your seller, and enjoy it on Saturday. And I'd love to know what you guys are drinking so you can Head on over to the website and leave a comment on Podcast 29's page and let me know. As well today, guys, it is World Bartender Day. So if you happen to get to go out to a bar, I mean, you should always be tipping your bartender anyways, but maybe tip them a little extra. Let them know how much you appreciate them. And if you know a bartender and they aren't working right now, send them a message. Let them know that you're thinking of them. See if there's any way you can help them out. Um, So it's a super cool way to celebrate bartenders around the world and everything that they do. So with that, we will wrap up another episode of the podcast. If you want to leave me some feedback, whether it's a question, comment, or a show topic idea, you can reach me in a few ways. You can head over to the website, which is drinkswithally.com. Remember, Ali is spelled A-L-I. And you can fill in the contact form. the website that comes straight to my email, or you can leave a comment, like I said, on podcast 29's page. You can send me an email directly to drinkswithally at gmail.com. And you can also find me on all the social medias. So Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, MeWe, uh, Spotify, and TikTok. And you can send me a message on any of those platforms as well. And, uh, I completely forgot what I was going to say there, guys. I definitely had something else to say. And now my brain's gone blank. So I guess we'll just wrap that up. Fill your glass with something tasty, guys. Cheers, everyone.